In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My brethren, the gospel for today places in front of our eyes a very moving scene. St. Matthew, St. Mark, and St. Luke <clears throat> tell us what happened. A man named Jairus <clears throat> was one of the rulers of the synagogue, came and fell down at the feet of our Lord. <clears throat> and he came full of faith in order to implore the Lord for the healing of his daughter, who was dying. And moved with compassion, our Lord rose up and went to visit that girl. <clears throat> but in his way to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, something happened. A woman who had been suffering from a type of bleeding for 12 years came behind our Lord and full of faith, she touched the hem of his garment and she believed that if she could just touch his garment, she would be healed. <clears throat> And that was what happened. When she touched the garment of our Lord, she was healed. It was by her faith that she received her health back. Her bleeding had disappeared. And after the healing of that woman, someone from the house of the ruler of the synagogue came to say that the daughter had died. So it seemed too late to do anything. But our Lord told the girl's father, Fear not. Just believe, and she will be safe. And when Jesus arrived at the house of Jairus, he saw all the people crying around the girl. And then he asked, Why do you cry? She's not dead, but she's sleeping. The girl was indeed dead, but what our Lord intended to say was, the, was, was that death for him is like a sleep. He has the power to bring the dead back to life. Our Lord has the power to wake someone up from the sleep of death. So our Lord approached the place 
where the girl was lying down, and taking her by her by her hand, he said, "Talita kumi," which means "girl, arise." And that girl came back to life. So this is, my brethren, what we can read in the Holy Gospels. So we see three things. Keep in mind, three things. The first one, the supplication of a father for his daughter. The second one, the healing of the bleeding woman. And the third one, the resurrection of the daughter of Jairus. But what we read is only the tip of the iceberg. There is a lot more to explore. Beyond what we can see, there is a lot more that we cannot see at the first glance. Because behind the history hides a mystery. Behind the curtain of the literal sense of the scriptures hides a spiritual meaning. And we are invited today to go further, to open the curtains in order to contemplate the hidden treasures of the Word of God. So, my brethren, the gospel for today can be divided in three different parts, which represent the three different stages in human history. The first part is what we call initio temporis, the beginning of time. The second part is the plenitudo temporis, the fullness of time. And the third part is the fine temporis, the end of times. So the first part is the supplication of that father for his daughter. And it represents the initial temporis, which goes from the creation of man until the coming of our Lord. You may remember that right after the fall of our first parents, God promised a savior. And from that moment on, all the just of the Old Testament 
implored God to fulfill his word and to send the salvation he had promised. So the ruler of the synagogue represents all the just of the Old Testament who implored the coming of our Lord in order to save Israel. And the daughter is a figure of Israel, of the Jewish people, who was dying. And our Lord moved with compassion by the prayers of the just, rose from the throne of His Majesty in heaven and came down. He became a man in order to save His people. And with the coming of the Lord begins the second stage in human history, what we call plenitudo temporis, the fullness of time. Our Lord said that He came in order to save the house of Israel. However, something extraordinary happened. A woman who was bleeding for 12 years came and touched the hem of his garment and she was healed. My brethren, this woman represents the church of the Gentiles, the congregation of all people, of all nations, who came to the true faith in our Lord Jesus Christ through the preaching of the holy apostles. The bleeding from which the woman was suffering represents the idolatry and impurity in which the nations were submerged before receiving the life-giving words of the gospel. But here we can see another mystery. The woman had suffered for 12 years, while the girl was 12 years old when she died. It's not by chance. It means that the woman got sick when the girl was born. It means that when Israel was born by faith in God, through Abraham, the nations were contaminated by the blood of idolatry and impurity. 
So among all nations, the Jewish people was indeed the chosen people of God. But when the Jews, through their impiety, crucified the Savior, when they rejected the preaching of the apostles, they lost their inheritance. So the daughter of the ruler of the synagogue died by her lack of faith. And at the same time, the bleeding woman, by her faith, was healed. So the kingdom of God was taken away from Israel and was given to the nations. It passed from the synagogue to the church. And we can see this teaching even in the ceremonies of the Holy Mass. In the beginning of the Mass, the missal is on the right side of the altar, which represents, which symbolizes that the Word of God was addressed, first of all, to the Jews. But because they did not want to believe in it, so the missal changes its place. It goes from the right to the left. It passes from the Jews to the Gentiles and remains there. It remains there until near the end of the Mass, when the missile goes back to the right side. And my brethren, this is a prophecy. And this is the third part of today's Gospel, which represents the finite temples, the end of time. After the healing of the bleeding woman, our Lord Jesus Christ will bring back to life the daughter of Jairus. It is written in all books of theology that one of the signs of the end of times will be the conversion of the Jews. St. Paul states that the blindness of the Jews is only for a time. It will last until the number of the Gentiles is complete. And then 
It seems that the Jews will receive a special mercy from heaven. Because of all the prayers of the prophets and patriarchs. It doesn't imply that all the Jews will be converted. But it means that a good number of them will convert to our Lord Jesus Christ and will come to the church. And we pray for this conversion during the solemn liturgy of Good Friday because Christ also died for the Jews. So after having been the light for the revelation of the Gentiles, Jesus Christ will also be the glory of the people of Israel. And then the number of all the elect will be complete. And the tribulations of the last days shall begin. So my brethren, what can I say in conclusion, if not that we should be very vigilant ourselves? Knowing that if God didn't spare those of Israel who sinned against Him, He will not spare us. If we lead a bad life. He is merciful. Yes, He is. But His mercy should not be for us a pretext to sin. But it should give us courage in the battles that we have to face every day against the enemies of our salvation. The world, the flesh, and the devil. So my brethren, let us strive to live a life of holiness in order to be numbered among the elect of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.